Rock and You're listening to Podcast Radio with me, Kavita. We're down at the podcast show. Joining me now, we've got Lizzie Pollitt and Josh Woodhouse from ACAST. Hey, guys. Woo! Woo, woo, woo. The studio the audience has gone wild. Absolutely. <laughs> can barely hear myself. Hello. And your, your stall is literally just uh, opposite us. How's yeah. it been today? Great. So we are... The- we are the home of podcasting, so we built a home literally inside the Business Design Centre. Indeed. Um, yeah, great. It's just, do you know what? It's just so nice after many years of not being able to see people, just like chat, chatting to podcasters, chatting to advertisers, chatting to anyone and everyone. So honestly, it feels like Christmas for me. I don't know about you, Josh. Absolutely. I mean, the main thing, look at the size of the it's event huge. that we put on here. It's absolutely remarkable. I think um, you know the fact that this was probably two years in the making as well has definitely helped. And the natural, natural growth and explosion of the podcast industry in that time you're seeing it here. Yeah. The UK needs this as well, by the way. The UK 100%. needs this. Yeah. Very it's great. And what do you think about the growth of podcasts so far in terms of the industry and where is it headed? Oh, Gosh, big question. The only way is up, right? I find it so interesting because I've been listening to podcasts for, what, 12, 13 years? Um, yet there's still so many people out there who have never even downloaded a podcast. So it kind of baffles me because we always talk about, oh, the industry is exploding, it's exploding. But I think feel like we've been saying that for four years. Mm. I feel like it's just going to continue to explode because mm. there's more listeners to reach and to convert to the medium, and then there's even more podcasters to sort of satisfy their sort of needs. So I think... I honestly just, I can't see it stopping in the near future at all. Not at all. But it's audience diversification as well, right? So the core audience was the millennials. Okay, so you're talking 25 to 34 was the core. But the, the growth within what would be deemed the later adopters, which I now firmly sit in, so kind of a 35 <laughs> plus audience. He's um, 75, you wouldn't know it looking <laughs> at him. Great skincare routine. Um, you know, it's those that we're now starting to see come into the space. And it's, you know, I'll be honest, it's things like the BBC Sounds and that kind of BBC audience that are bringing people through into the digital audio market full stop. So... I think it's, it's really, really special. And the Gen Z audience as well, we're doing a lot of work now with podcasters who have YouTube followings, perhaps came across yeah. from YouTube or vice versa. Yeah. So again, all it's doing is enriching the audience base that again is open for advertisers to better access. You know, TikTok is one of our most uh, mm. most popular acquisition channels. TikTok oh, is wow. coming to podcasts. Yeah. Um, I think because there's, there's that sort of similar vibe with like YouTube, you know, when YouTube exploded, it was because it was so easy. Anyone could make a video and upload it and away you go. And it's the same with podcasting, obviously. Whereas, obviously, with TV shows, you've got to get commissions, you've got to yeah. have some budget and so on and so forth. Um, and so, therefore, I think that therefore we're seeing a lot of um, influencers, creators and other platforms come over, discover how easy it is on podcasting as well, and often use it like an extension of their existing brand as well. Mm. Um, so, and it's exciting. Like you say, the content is just diversifying mm-hmm. like every day. New formats, new ideas. You know, it used to be... We always used to say about, I don't know, four and a half years ago, yeah, po- ideal length for a podcast is 25 minutes because that was based on what the average commute was. And mm. now it's like, it could be as short as a flash briefing that's like 30 seconds. It could be as long as like a three-hour audio drama. It's just, yeah. it's, it's, it's fascinating. Mm. And going back to people moving across as well, it's, it's the de-shackling of sort of heritage media that have all these restrictions. You know, things like traditional broadcast, even TV, for example, the likes of Gary Lineker coming across, whenever you chat to him, you know, he's very open about the fact that he gets to talk about something he's passionate about in a way that feels relevant to him because he's allowed to be opinionated. He's the, the number one host of Match of the Day for however many years has always got to sit on the fence. He wants to talk about his love for Leicester City. <laughs> Why not? I'm here for it. <laughs> there are no rules. Absolutely. There are no rules. Indeed. There are no rules. You're right. Um, in terms of ACAST, what is the most exciting thing that's going on in the company at the minute? Well, I would say linked to what we were just saying, we are seeing a massive influx of... Um, uh, sort of more like just everyday people who are picking up the mic, uh, finding podcasting and making great shows and having a lot of fun doing it and also making money out of it. 
Um, I think one of the most exciting things for us as well, so, so at a very basic level, just for anyone listening, we host, monetize, and distribute podcasts um, from people that have one listener a week to millions of listeners a week. So um, we work with everyone uh, like Off Menu and The Guilty Feminist and Adam Buxton right down to, you know, like me or your cousin or whatever. <laughs> um, but I think, so I think what's really exciting for us is sort of that mixture of seeing, you know, uh, uh, people like your cousin coming in and, and establishing their podcast, having a great time doing it, starting to make money. And then what I love as well is when we see those podcasters who get to the point where they're, where they're monetizing their podcast, where they say, guys, I've given up my yes. full-time job. I can now pay my mortgage from the money I'm making from podcasting. Um, and that's really exciting. And then on the, the sort of bigger end, the top end, what I love is, is just watching... Um, people develop really strong brands and businesses around podcasting. So one of my favorites, uh, and Josh will laugh, is Shag Married Annoyed, uh, Chris <laughs> and Rosie, who um, been with Acast now for a while, and obviously it does phenomenally well. We went in um, February, was it? We went uh -huh. to their live show at Wembley when they sold out Wembley, 11,000 people. It Crazy. was like being at Smash It's Poll Winners Party, <laughs> a reference for all the old people out there. Um, but what they've done with that whole brand, they've, they've got the talk. Now they're obviously, they've got their BBC TV show all off the back of their podcast. It's just, I, I, I love it. I love it all. Yeah, no, amazing. I think going back to the, a, a real case study for me is when a creator gets to make a living from their craft and the passion. And we had, I think it's Ben and Rosie, uh, who are host of They Walk Among Us, oh, the yeah. True Prime podcast. And when you hear that kind of stuff, it really makes what we do worthwhile. But one of the highlights for me, I think, and the most exciting part of what we're doing, I've, I always have a commercial background. I've had 10 years worth of uh, sales experience. And the diversification of revenue streams for podcasters, and it goes back to being a brand, which then has the podcast at the nucleus of any idea, but can span so much wider than that, whether it be YouTube, social, live events, branded content that could be, you know, delivered right here right now for example at mm. ACAST Plus just yeah. offering creators lots of different ways again to achieve their ultimate goal which is to be able to make a living from what they love isn't that just life's absolute ambition anyway yeah it would be remiss of us not to mention in this whole conversation the advertisers as well so just as podcasting itself is exploding creators advertisers really recognize the value because we all know why but let's just say it out loud you know it's a lean in medium and um, you're often not distracted watching telly because you can't physically listen to a podcast whilst watching telly um, you know we champion creativity as well we never want list to upset or ruin the listening experience of a podcast because you know fans and listeners are so dedicated and love those shows so we are very thoughtful about how those brands come in whether that's through you know sponsorship reads you know we've all heard Ed and James do some of their hilarious mm, the um, boys are the best they're hilarious you always adverts, look forward to it when they come through <laughs> yeah. Adam Buxton and his songs that he does the podfather but, but those are great examples of where we get listeners saying, I want to hear that again. I mm. want to hear that Adam Buxton song again. And what they're actually saying is, give us the advert again. And we're like, this is... I mean, how about this? With, with Adam Buxton in mind, we actually, he did a sponsorship read for a brand who then actually licensed the read to become the new hold music <gasps> for, their own, for, for the dial-in service. Amazing. But again, to your point, Lizzie, yeah, 100%. The wonderful thing about podcasting is that the way I like to see it is it's a genuine value exchange between the listener and the brand itself. They must complement the conversation rather than be abrupt and kind of, and that's you know the contextual nature of advertising within podcasting is where it's at do you think the way that we consume podcasts will change in the future like you mentioned tiktok earlier and i watch people do podcasts on tiktok now rather than listening to them yeah i, I think well i think at its heart podcasting will always remain primarily an audio first medium in the sense that that, that is literally what it is but i think what it, what i love and what's interesting is how how the different media formats sort of complement that as well. Um, so, um, you know, we see 
there used to be this stat, and I don't know if it's still as valid, but it used to be that video was four times more effective at driving listeners to a podcast than any other sort of medium, right? And so that's why we, we actively encourage our podcasters every day, clip it up, put it on YouTube, mm. put it on TikTok, like mm. use those as brilliant marketing channels for your podcast, like be inventive with it. And, you know, so many people do that so well, like Private Parts, Jamie Lang, who's um, part of Acast as well, like, you know, he's big on YouTube as well. They mutually sort of complement each other. Um, so will will it, I don't, wouldn't say it would change from being primarily audio and medium, but I think the possibilities to support and complement it will only grow and grow. And also the other thing that we love is um, when those podcasts transfer into other formats. So take something mm. like My Dad Wrote a Porno, been with us now for a long time. Some of our favorite podcasters, they're brilliant. Obviously out of their podcast came a sold out world tour a um, TV special, a book, well, book, multiple books. Mm. Um, and that is just also happening, you know, all around. So, God. It's <laughs> a lot of information. Limitless potential, I but would no, say. Genuinely, Limitless. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I think the very nature of podcast being an on-demand medium and the fact that, you know, mobile is still about 85% of all consumption, it's how it works with yeah. people. I constantly hear people talking about uh, home speakers and smart speakers. We haven't really seen that as an uptake so much because for me personally, listening to a podcast isn't necessarily something you do in a group. It's still very much, you know, 90% of people use headphones in order to consume. It's a one-to-one -one communication both between the creator, but also then brands can tap into that too. Imagine the cut-through versus the hectic lifestyle that we're all leading nowadays and you're getting shouted at by so many different brands. Podcast completely unique. Cut through the noise. You don't need to shout. No heavy jingles. Have a conversation. Oh, so true. Actually, that's what I do. I listen on my headphones, right. even in the kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> really? Yeah. And that's just to block out whoever else oh is in the house, exactly. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There you oh go. my God, you're the same as me. <laughs> my partner gets so annoyed with me because I walk around on my little earbuds and I'm always listening to a podcast, whatever, I work in it, get over it. And Adam will say something to me and he'll just look at me and be like, oh, she's in podcast and I can't, you know, yeah. can't get through. But like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm so jumpy. So then they're chatting to you and then they tap you on the shoulder and you start screaming. Shrieking. Do you do that? <laughs> But actually, that's that. I really got into podcasting, uh, listening to podcasts, particularly because I run a lot. And I used to like be like, oh, if I'm going to have to go out and run for an hour, like, how am I going to keep my brain distracted? So that's mm. when I massively got into like Richard Herring, Frank Skinner, Adam Buxton, um, and and you know, they just they have got me through so many long runs because your brain is occupied then, mm. and you just got to you know. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I have a dog, a cockapoo, who could walk for days and days and days. But genuinely, I find it is an incredible way to unwind. You know, mm -hmm. we all work incredibly hard, I'm sure, everybody in this, in this industry. You know, it's an exciting place to be. But one of the best forms of escapism for me is when I'm able to take Dexter out. And it's an hour every day. And it's catching up on those favorite conversations. And it's, again, it's that, that unique nature of podcasting that you have this invisible, you know, un profound friendship you know, where you've never actually met this person. When you eventually do, it's bizarre, especially if you've yeah. not actually seen a picture of them. And you're like, <laughs> the voice is famous, oh. but the face is completely foreign to me. It's, oh, that's, that's a magical moment. And yeah. you build a picture in your head, totally. don't you, what they look like. And then, <laughs> Why, Josh, who's been, the biggest, who's been the biggest shock that you met? I the face hasn't matched the I voice. I couldn't tell you. But when I started listening, I started listening to, for the first time when I started listening to my dad wrote a porno, like everybody out there fell in love with Alice Levine. And I wasn't disappointed when I met her, I'll be honest. Gorgeous. Josh, I can't say this. This is going out. She's Sorry. here somewhere. We love you, Alice. <laughs> but the other great... Oh, now we're just waxing lyrical in general about podcasting. The other great thing about these kind of events and also podcasting in general is I have never worked in an industry where everyone is so nice. Like because podcasting is, by its nature, very community-driven. Mm -hmm. right? It just is. And, and I hope that never changes because other industries 
it's a bit more like elbows out, you know, whereas here it's like, oh, I'll come on your show, you come on my, my show, we'll work together. Like, Because there's so much room for everyone. And so I think that also makes podcasting such a... It's a community, isn't it? That's the mm. thing. It doesn't feel as corporate, anywhere near as corporate. And, and that kind of bleeds into the culture that we have at ACAST and the way that we try and run the business is that it doesn't need to be... I mean, you'll notice the CEOs walking around in a snapback with a, you know, a pair of shorts on. That's... You know, we're, we're very... <laughs> but no, you're, you're right. Um, by the way, if you keep hearing a phone ringing in the background of all these broadcasts, we've got a phone on our stand over there that rings once every sort of 10 minutes. And when you answer it, it's a different podcaster talking to you. Oh, that but, was clever. But your listeners might be like, there's a phone ringing, there's a phone ringing. <laughs> and it's Jordan North. Or... <laughs> but yeah. That's now, just the unparalleled access we have to our talent, guys. <laughs> Brilliant. We've got him in a phone booth around the corner. Yeah, exactly, Come yeah. on, Jordan, you're Shackled. in <laughs> Yeah, he's not allowed out because uh, there'll be too big of a crowd. Yeah, a packet of digestives and a bottle of water. <laughs> Now, you're at the home of uh, podcasting, and I'm going to ask you a difficult question, oh because God. what are your favourite podcasts, oh. either ever or that you're listening to right oh now? Oh, my I'm God, so that sorry. what a difficult That's the easiest question. We oh. do this Okay, so I, my, my favourite podcast is Chatterbix. So, Joe Wilkinson and David Earl, the comedians. Legends. They do a daily, they started it as sort of like a daily breakfast show style podcast. Um, they are, they're so funny they're so full of self-doubt which uh, makes it hilarious to listen to um they uh they have random really great guests on um but they're they're a daily podcast so literally like every day i fall asleep listening to their voices and they're they're just brilliant so for me it's chatterbix i'm uh, sorry to our 46,999 <laughs> other podcasts yeah. i love you all but that's where my heart is. Yeah, I'm probably going to be. I'm probably going to let you down by just saying what you probably assume, which is that Peter Crouch podcast for me, absolutely number one. When that came, hashtag Back Stronger, I was probably the most thrilled out of everybody. And when we signed Peter and he came into the office, oh my god, it was a serious moment for me, and I almost fell over. There was, was, was this cutest. There's this cutest photo of them, them physically signing the contract, and Josh is there like a kid at Disneyland. I can't. I can barely control myself. I can barely control myself now when I think about it. No, but it's. It's wonderful, and being able to, you know, seamlessly work and integrate brands into that into that content, and the feedback we've had again, incredible. We're doing a great bit of work at the moment with Brewdog and uh, and that Peter Crouch podcast, and you know the amount of people that have turned around and said what an amazing job that is because it is natural content. It's editorially aligned and it's contextually relevant, and it naturally just you know leans into content threads that have been going on in seasons before. Yeah. So yeah. again, when I talk about the the genuine value exchange, it's something that it's like we've listened to the the audience base and we've given something back. Can I also just say, though, he's mentioned a massive footballer, I've mentioned some massive comedians, but genuinely some of my other favourite podcasts, which are on ACAST, are quite small podcasts, um, which I've stumbled uh, through, like across through like my own interests or whatever. So, for example, we've got one by two guys called um, Big Boys Don't Cry, and it's these two guys who and um, friends who watch uh, romantic comedies and just talk about them. But the conversation, like any podcast, is very broad-ranging, they're just really engaging. I didn't know them from Adam before I stumbled. The only reason I found their podcast is because I love the film Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Mm. And I was looking for a podcast, talking about it, found them, and now I listen to them every single week. And that is a beautiful thing about podcasts. You don't have to be James Acaster. You don't have to be Peter Crouch. Mm -hmm. You can just be someone with something interesting to say, and sure. someone will want to hear it. And in this case, it was it's me, you know? It might be you. Is this a time to plug your own podcast? Oh, no, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have this always the time. <laughs> she is an OG within the podcast. No, you got four at the moment? No, no, I have two and a half, but they're two lapsed. Okay. So please don't, don't, I mean, you, whatever, guys, if you find them, listen, maybe I'll make one pound. For them. Hashtag BRB. <laughs> Google it, Google it. Thank you both for joining us today. Thank you Thank for you having so us. Much. It's been great. 
Hello, and welcome to Novel Conversations, a podcast about the world's greatest stories. I'm your host, Frank Lavallo, and for each episode of Novel Conversations, I talk to two readers about one book, and together, we summarize the story for you. We introduce you to the characters, we tell you what happens to them, and we read from the book along the way. So if you love hearing a good story, you're in the right place. Our ninth season is coming this fall. Tune in to hear from some of the all-time great authors, Charles Dickens, Jules Verne, F. Scott Fitzgerald, and more. Subscribe to Novel Conversations wherever you listen to podcasts.